Uh, I don't know. A jizz pocket. Welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Portress. We took a week, we took a week, took a week off, a week off. Yeah, I've been getting my ass kicked this summer with uh, schoolwork and stuff, man. Uh, Just couldn't make less. I didn't even see one of the fucking movies. I never made it around. So uh, we're going to do this as a one episode, and then uh, we got some big news yeah. about next week. There'll be some other stuff coming down the pipe, kids. Don't worry. We got other stuff. And I don't know why, but I am just, like, ragged. Just fucking ragged, man. I don't know what's going on. I'm just like I'm just like a fat bear shot with a fucking dart. And I'm just like, oh, God, I can't even fucking. Ugh. Did you, like, uh, carbo load or something? Not really. Okay. Not well, really. I thought maybe you might be going into like a food coma. I but. wish. I mean, that would that would have been nice. I tried to like I tried to make some uh, tacos. Uh huh. I just I don't know something about the season. I just like I ate two of the four and I'm like I'm done. Yeah. That's a bad that's a bad sign. So you know we're here. We got three movies for you guys. We're gonna be talking about the secret lives of pets. Uh, just the life. Ones. They've only got one. They've only got one life unless they're the cats. Then they got nine. Boom. All right. Off to jokes already. Uh, the Secret Life of Pets. Uh, we'll also be talking about the uh, new one for Brian Cranston, The Infiltrator. And we're going to wrap it up with the most controversial movie of the year, <laughs> Ghostbusters. Uh, whether or not it has a subtitle, that's that's up to whichever part of the movie you watch. <laughs> yeah, or uh, like what marketing materials you pay attention yeah, to. So it, it I don't be- think it does, but I, I think that that is a decision that they have made to push a little bit mm-hmm. uh, just so maybe some people would quit bitching. But uh, apparently it didn't work. So. Oh, and it worked like gangbusters, right? Oh, what's that? No, not at all. Not like almost, you know, it just almost did absolutely nothing. Okay, well, yeah, fair enough. Well, haters going to hate, man. I think we're going to talk, we're going to have a talk good about that. Yeah, I think this is going to be a very interesting show because I, I think, now here's the thing, Matt. Uh-huh. Now there are people that from time to time, I'm sure, probably listen to this show, all tens of yous. Uh, just kind of go like these fuckers. They just like you know what, what's the point in having these two assholes on together? They they like all the same shit all the time, and that might not necessarily be the case this week, folks. Ooh, mm, well, it's not. It's not. It's frequently not the case. It's, it's just when we really like something, we both really like something. That's true. And we go all in. But uh, I don't know. We've had some pretty epic disagreements on this shit. That's true. <laughs> it's been a while, but we've we've we've, we've had some. We've had some. Yeah. Speaking of something that we've uh, had, I'll tell you something that we haven't had in a long time, Matt. Uh, kind, gentle caressing, well, face to face. Dragon Con's coming up soon enough, sir. Yeah, it is. We might. Did you see? Did you see? Uh, Lady Jillian's going to be there. Oh. <laughs> I know what I'm. I'm ready to drop two hundred bucks on. I'll. I'll get that fucking headshot signed. <laughs> 
Good late. Good. This I'm is, sure it's not that much, but I think uh, like it frequently goes up depending on uh, what days they're there to like 100 and 150, depending on who it is. It is. And how old they are. Yeah. Uh, it is It is a fucking jam-packed year, man. There's a shitload of people coming to Dragon Con this year. I'm excited, man. Fucking I know. Hard. I'm pumped. I can't wait to like have my bag of snacks so I don't have to spend any money on except for on uh, like a couple autographs and some uh, shit I want to buy. I want to talk to motherfucking Carl Urban. Uh-huh. I want to talk to motherfucking uh, Daredevil himself. Indeed. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot there's uh, there's a shitload of people that are going to be in this thing. There's like, oh man, they keep announcing I'm like, oh yes, yes, yes. But what I was referring to, Matt, is something that we haven't had in a long time. <laughs> okay, Thanks. what's that? <laughs> Back on track. Uh, is an iTunes review. Oh shit. And we happen to have one. And oh, uh, shit. I, we've been I've been neglecting to read it because frankly, we forget that we have them. <laughs> It, I, I, what's the what's the time span between the last one and this one? I was just about to say like that. Like a year? Uh, November 2015, and now uh-huh. the next one is June 21st, 2016. Okay, yeah, so, so like seven months. Yeah, so it's 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 been right. a while. It's been a while. Uh, yes. So, but let me tell you something, kids. We appreciate those that help us. Li- maybe we can break, you know, triple digits for episodes. You never know. Oh, shit. We, 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 we do break triple dishes very often so i know i don't make it sound like nobody fucking listens to this show we're not getting thousands upon thousands we do a we do a show that is uh perceived as being similar to so many other shows when in fact we review as much shit as possible and i'll tell you one thing Mm -hmm. i didn't see mike and dave need wedding dates this week but i'll damn sure see it this weekend and i'll damn sure talk about it on the show next week yeah so you're gonna get the full-on experience and i'll and I'll I'll give you a little tease this week. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, Go yeah. on and, and talk about it, spoil the shit out of it, and then I'll come back with my opinion uh, next all week. All right. So this one is from it's a great fucking name, man. Mega Cookie eighty four. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they were going like dirty with that. I don't or know, but I love or it. straight up like no, I just fucking like cookies. And either way, I approve. Mega cookie eighty four. I <laughs> want a fucking mega cookie oh, right now. It sounds like it'd be good. What'd be on your mega cookie, Matt? What kind of mega cookie you want? Uh, you know what? Like I like right now, I just want like a straight snickerdoodle. I'm old fashioned, man. I'm just I'm, I'm a like by and large. I'll, Maybe I'll a, just go a southern pecan chip. sandy. Yeah, I gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta have a lot of milk with that. Yeah, love that's milk. true. I did, nothing. That. It doesn't say no milk mega cookie. That's true. That is true. What's yours? Uh, yeah, I'm just going straight chocolate chip, man. I'm like, I'm uh-huh. so fucking old school. I just, I might as well be an old fucking lady where I'm just like, you know, good, good fucking proper chocolate chip cookie would be just fine. I ain't fancy. I ain't you fancy know what? Over you here. know what? Also, would be good. Like, I, I like a big old chocolate chip cookie, but also, like a, like a really nice big deli sized black and white cookie would be really good. Like one that's like as big as your like hands, both of them put together. You have to look to the cookie, Elaine. Anyway, what what is our what does our pal Mega Cookie say the cookie. in the uh, review there? Uh, it's it's rated five stars on HP. Oh we call yeah, that a humdinger. I don't know what we'll call it here. Uh, I don't know a jizz pocket. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Jizz it is pocket. dirty. <laughs> must say, not sounds is not sounds is. Yeah, let's not call it a jizz pocket. Jizz. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> Hey, everybody. I don't even know why in the fuck that's what popped into my Hop mind. Hop on down to the fucking iTunes and give us a jizz pocket. What? <laughs> Jesus. It's, it sounds like uh, something you would see exclusively advertised in a porn store. That's what homeless people do to each other. 
That's how I claim my land, motherfucker. Jizz pocket. It just gets right in his face. So don't, don't give us a jizz pocket, I'm going to have a laughing heart attack over here. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a scream that at the next homeless person. I say, jizz pocket, bitch. And just like, no, it means five stars of praise, man. No, no, it's good. I'm, I know I'm screaming it in a very violent manner. But I mean jizz pocket in the best of ways. Come here. Listen, listen to our show. You'll totally get it. You got iTunes? He's like, motherfucker, I don't have a domicile. Uh, bu- I'm like, bullshit. I'm like, you got a great fucking repertoire of words for fucking don't have a goddamn uh, domicile, uh, you motherfucker. I'm in Atlanta. Them homeless dudes, they got a fucking smartphone. Some of them cats sleep on them ledges, man. I, I look at that ledge. I'm like, goddamn, that's genius. Yeah. Anyway, Bega Cookie's like, read my fucking review, assholes. It's been 10 fucking minutes. <laughs> Talking about jizz pockets Talking about jizz pocket all over the place. Uh, it says, I might actually, it's entitled, I might actually learn a thing or two from us. Really? That's nice. <laughs> I've been listening to these guys for about six months, and I found that I'm uh, respecting the art of the knowledgeable critic. Oh, let's see. That's nice. Uh, I usually can't stand hearing or reading articles that crap on almost everything just because it's fun writing. <laughs> Damn, Roger. Um, uh, as uh, Hold on. I don't have my glasses on. As states Anton Ego from Ratatouille. Ah, there you go. Uh, It's wonderful listening to Matt and Adam really get into the history of film and provide a very provide very thorough reviews of almost every new release among random other random things well at least matt gives an incredibly thorough review adam's pretty good too (laughs) good job guys i hope this gets big soon like over 12 listeners thank you mega cookie 84 thank you for dropping on down to the itunes giving us a five-star review aka just pocket and (laughs) and, let's never actually let's retire it right now that's done i'll i'll figure something else out I want want the next person to review us and go. (laughs) I don't know if iTunes will like let it fly, but have the review be five stars. The best just pocket on the internet. (laughs) I'll just do that one. Make it. I'll just get on there and make it. Make it a bit now. It's the best just pocket ever. Just pocket. Um, All right. So hang hang on. uh, So go do that, man. Uh, We'd really appreciate that. And if you have any comments, questions, suggestions. Anything, man. Uh, the film find at gmail.com. I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, epic rant last week. <sighs> Matthew? Yeah. Um, I, I did it, my friend. Yeah? You I, opted in? I, I opted in. I'm going to have to use the fucking shit out of this movie pass. I, I dropped the hundo. I mean, I can afford it. So I don't yeah. want to, but I can't afford it. But I will be seeing. Every goddamn thing in 3D now. And if it is an IMAX, you bet your sweet ass I will be going to see it in motherfucking IMAX. So Star Trek this weekend will be seen in IMAX. I do wonder, you know, we've talked about before how uh, at the theater that I go to, it's so cheap that I frequently get two tickets for one thing on the movie pass because of the amount of money they put on it to buy the ticket. Yeah. I wonder if I upgrade to the IMAX uh, $100 thing. Will that give me like three or four tickets? That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to try it. I'll do one month. I'll give it one month and see if it actually pans out to being worth my money. Um, <sighs> but th- I feel like they just need a middle tier option, man. It's it's crazy they don't have one. It's it's not that fucking difficult, people. Anywho, let's get into it. Matt, what have you been watching lately? 
Uh, well, I just want to talk about one thing real quick. I know that I've uh, been teasing Deathgasm for a little bit, but I'm going to put that one week off more because this week I promised someone that I would talk about a TV show that I finally got around to watching. Andy Griffith has been off the air for 50 fucking years, and he's Matt's finally getting around to it. What did you think? Funny, funny thing about Andy Griffith's show, uh, Andy does not carry a gun because one time he shot someone and it became this horrific thing for him. Uh, and then Barney, Johnny Cash wrote a song about it. Barney does carry a gun because he's the one that thinks uh, he deserves respect he hasn't earned. Now, frankly, he but here's the big That's thing, That's the though. thing about Andy Griffith. But the nice part no, about that is Barney that only shit. has one bullet, though, so he's not going <laughs> to fuck a lot of people up. I mean, that's true. Okay, what I've been what I've been watching, little show on Fox. You might have heard of it. Called the I don't I don't believe you guys have talked about it over on HMP, but maybe you have. Mm. Little show called Lucifer. No, I've seen plenty of advertisements. I'm um, to understand this is a comic book thing, but Christ Almighty, we have enough goddamn things on our plate. What's it about? I mean, the devil clearly. Yeah, well, so this is based on uh, on very loosely based, I must say, on uh, this Vertigo comic um, by uh, Mike Carey wrote it back in the day, and um, it had a couple of different artists on it. I can't remember who in the hell they were. Mike Carey uh, used I'm to gonna, write for Marvel. Yeah. Okay. That's how I know um, name. I'm going to look up actually who who was on the book. Anyway, uh, what this show is is it's. Uh, and, and this is what it cribs from the comic, uh, which, you know, is enough, I think. It's about Lucifer, uh, who is the devil, gets bored in hell and decides uh, he's going to go on vacation in Los Angeles. And when he gets to Los Angeles, he opens up a nightclub. And in the comic book... Who takes uh, a vacation to open up a business? Well, because he's just been running hell for millennia, right? He just needs a change of pace. Yeah, he's just like, well, here, well, you know, he opens up a business by like, because uh, it's hedonism, right? It's a fucking nightclub. Idle hands are my playground. Yeah, exactly. It's all about <laughs> desires and and wish fulfillment, right? So it, it goes hand in hand. Anyway, uh, in the series, um, uh, Lucifer uh, is played by um, Tom Ellis, and he kind of becomes like a partner to a cop who's having some uh, trouble. Hmm. Um, Chloe, uh, played by Lauren German. And um, they go off and like solve some crimes together. It's actually really good. Um, hmm. That that premise does not exist in the comic book. He does not become like a, like a cop sidekick or anything like that. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I want people to watch this series, so I'm not going to say too much about it, but Lucifer does have powers, which help him, uh, obviously, in the crime-solving department. Um, but what's interesting about the dynamic between him and Chloe, the police officer, is that uh, he very frequently um, undermines the investigation because of his own selfishness, uh, wanting to take care of his own business first, um, and using the force of the police to do so. Um, it sets up a really nice uh, character arc for him in that regard as well, because as time goes on, as he spends more and more time around humans, uh, he starts to lose some of his supernatural abilities that he once took for granted. Like when he gets shot, it doesn't hurt him. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've, se I've read Spawn back in the day. <laughs> In any case, um, 
what I what I've really enjoyed here is uh, just the character dynamics, right? It's um, he uh, Lucifer and the cop they play very well off of one another. Uh, our old friend from many 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 projects, uh, DB Woodside, mm. uh, shows up as uh, his brother. Um, uh, the angel, uh, what's his name? Amon. Oh, I'm gonna fucking butcher this if I can't look at it. Here it Abin is. Abin Sir. <laughs> Amina Dill. Um, Amina Dill. Yeah. That thanks, sounds thanks, great. Travolta. <laughs> um, but in any case, <laughs> yeah, right. Fucking, I Travolted the shit out of that name. Right? Uh, Adele Dazim. Um, Indeed. No, it's like it's just a really fun show, man. It's uh, it takes elements of the comic book and particularly lucifer's character in the comic book and combines that with what fox actually does pretty well i mean the first season of sleepy hollow was really good because of this dynamic right supernatural uh very clever crime solving things so if you're thinking about other other shows on fox that have been at least competent to very good in this category you've got things like sleepy hollow uh you've got house md right um bones to a certain extent where the chemistry is what's selling the show uh the plots are pretty interesting and what you're along for is just the ride of these characters and i gotta say they turn out to have a really nice season arc and i don't want to give that away because i want people to uh check this show out it's up on hulu right now in its entirety they never took down like the first half of the season which frequently happens uh which is infuriating um, Especially so when Adam has to go out. back and watch a whole fucking season of The Flash, you pieces of shit. Yeah, right? Then you got to find out where to do that fucking shit. Fucking mighty. Yeah. Um, the, but, the, the darkness of the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. The dark web. Um, but it's only 13 episodes that first season, and I think it's well worth a watch. Uh, so I'm really glad that I finally got around to it, and I'll try to keep up with it as it airs this next season uh, so that I can chat on Twitter with our good friend, Odin, who's it, uh, been all about me finally watching this thing. Did it get, uh, did it get renewed? Yep, comes wow. back in September. Fox will either keep a show for a million years or cancel it before it's supposed to even, like, before it has a chance to get off the fucking ground. I think that it did pretty well in the ratings, from what I recall. It was hmm. uh, kind of a late, uh, late spring replacement show. Um, but I think it did, it ended up doing pretty well ratings wise. And that's why they gave it, the, gave it the go ahead. Uh, quite honestly, I was very surprised that this show got picked up for a second season, but NBC of all fucking stations dropped Constantine, which people by and large seem to, uh, like actually. Mm. Um, but it got shit ratings, right? So. NBC in the same way. They're just like, either we're going to keep this forever. Or we're going to just fucking shit it out real quick. Yep. Indeed. Know. Uh, but yeah, so go go and uh, check this out. It's fun. What you been watching, bro? I feel like I've watched some stuff. I've been. Oh, uh, oh let huh? me say, I did watch uh, three fucking times in the past three days. Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. One, I like watched it and got three quarters of the way through, and then uh, came back and then watched it the next day all the way through. Just started it over <laughs> like a fucking idiot. And uh, then yesterday, my roommate was watching it. Um, and I got to say, I enjoyed it again all three times. It's a good film. That movie, that movie fucking works on all the notes. And I got to say, the more I watch it, the more I really, really like that final fight scene between uh, Kylo Ren and Rey. I think it's one of the 
best things I've seen in any of those fucking movies, That's actually. Good, right? Yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt that. No, I no, had no. to say, like, because it's so bizarre that I watch a movie days in a row like that, I might as well fucking mention it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, I've been kind of all over the place with weird stuff. So, uh, I've been, uh, been trailing through Veep. I think I'm almost through season two, uh, yeah, right still now. Still holding steady on it. Still really liking it. Still just in love with all the ladies on the show and all the dudes is funny. It, it's, it's great. Um, and that third season has a really nice turn for Jonah. You're going to laugh your ass off. Uh, I, I, I just, I love how just he is just a constant, just fucking shit heel of every joke and just kind of like, oh, oh yeah. God. So, <laughs> so fun. And you know what? He looks like he would be like, I want to see like him. <laughs> I want to see him and Paul Shear do a remake of Twins. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. Fucking yes, I would watch that, son. Uh, Absolutely. Uh,. <laughs> <laughs> get on it um so there was that um it, i spent like the last of this weekend um i watched the episode of good eats and alton brown makes beef jerky and then i fucking did that shit son yeah i did it was it was it good beef jerky yeah i did like two batches okay uh you sound a little john stewarty right now because of his uh recent thing on the on the uh late show did you see that this week i did not Okay, well, it's it's online. Go and see his return to the Late Show. It's funny. Okay, uh, but yeah, man. So like, I just I made like a shitload of beef jerky, and it's it's pretty good. It, but like, it all involves like uh, like <laughs> like I don't have like a food dehydrator, and he actually recommends that you don't fucking use a food dehydrator when you do that shit. Uh huh. You use a box fan and air conditioning filters. Uh huh. And yeah, I, I've seen that episode. I thought about doing it. Yeah, I've done it, and it's uh, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so I did that. That took up a lot of time this weekend. Uh, <laughs> what else did I do? I did, I bought a movie, but I haven't watched it yet. Um, and now my brain is slipping as to what it was. It was in the Criterion Collection. Oh, um, fucking Manchurian Candidate. Bought yeah, that up. the Frankenheimer version, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not the other one. The other one, the other one's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine, but it's, you know, it is what it is. It's, it is just a remake of that movie for the most part, but it's not as good. Uh, but yeah, the Frankenheimer one, uh, I'm a big fan of that. And I still, I've, I've, I, I, uh, I popped the case and look at the book and everything, but I hadn't sat down and looked at it yet because I've been busy doing the other stuff. But uh, looking forward to that one. I didn't find Lady Snowblood. There was a lot of other kind of things that were like uh, the Barnes & Noble that I went to was uh, not, uh, not loading for bear. And they moved everything in a weird fucking way to where it's like, look, I'm 6'3", man. I can't, I can't be like going down that little side to where I gotta like get on my hands and knees to look at the bottom fucking row. Put it back in the little thing where everything's like right at waist height for me, man. Come on now, mm-hmm. real fucking pain in the ass. I don't like that stuff. I'm just too <laughs> fucking tall. I can't hand. I'm just like, and I'm a giant man as it is. I'm just, I'm a fatty and I'm tall. So like, I'm on the ground. It's just like, did the big fat baby lose his fucking step and just is laying on the ground having a fucking stroke? Oh no, he's just looking for Blu-rays because he's an idiot. <laughs> Fuck you, fucking Barnes and Noble, you piece of shit. I will say this though, uh, uh-huh. the records are a lot cheaper than I thought they were gonna be. I didn't buy any, but I was just like, these are reasonably priced. Whereas some you go to them. some, some of them, but you go to like Manifest, and it's just like, Jesus Christ, I can get this on Amazon for like eighteen bucks. Why the fuck am I paying twenty five for it here? Go fuck yourself. So, yeah, uh, if I may, I, ha- I did, since we didn't have one last week, I, I may as well throw out a Criterion recommendation. Alrighty. All right. So. The one that I'm going to go for this week 
is a little movie from 1939 starring Cary Grant and Gene Arthur, directed by Howard Hawks, who is probably the greatest studio director, period, uh, during the 30s, 40s, and 50s. The Howard man can Hawks, make some people talk, motherfuckers. What's that? I said the man can make some people talk. Well, hell yeah, but he also he was proficient in every genre. That's like that's, that's what makes him outstanding, right? Like uh, my friend uh, Chris and I were talking about this the other day. Like during the studio era, no one was better than John Ford when John Ford was at his best. But consistency-wise, Howard Hawks, everything that man touched is pretty goddamn good at the least yeah. if not amazing i mean he made westerns that are as good as john ford's westerns and that says a whole lot anyway this movie is uh it's called only angels have wings it's from 1939 and uh it's got carrie grant in it and gene arthur and uh richard barthelmas and Rita Hayworth, who uh, was a big star or just coming into being a big star at this time. And uh, it's it's an adventure movie. Uh, the plot line is basically, I'll just read it off of uh, IMDb since that's easiest. At a remote South American trading port, the manager of an air freight company is forced to risk, risk his pilot's lives in order to win an important contract. So it's like this aviation thriller, uh, sort of. It's just tons of fun, man. Uh, and the transfer looks amazing. Uh, Criterion's got some really good extras on that thing, and uh, if you're if you're looking for something to drop, uh, you know, twenty bucks on, or if you're a member, seventeen ninety nine, um, that's the one I'd recommend this week. It's fucking great disc, and I, uh, I think overshadowed slightly by another great disc uh, that you should definitely pick up uh, in a lonely place, which is a uh, Nicholas Ray film uh, with Humphrey Bogart. Hmm. Um, but only angels have wings, and, and in a lonely place should be on your fucking radar anyway if you care about this stuff. I picked up Red River a while back. Oh, yeah. Got the big one of that one. has got like eight billion fucking things in it's it. It's so good, right? Oh, yeah. I got to say, Rio Bravo is still probably my favorite. Well, I don't know. It's a, gosh, there's a lot. There's so many good ones to choose from. That's, that's the tough part. But Rio Bravo is fucking great. Yeah, I mean, well, that one that one's great. So that's later, right? It's yeah. the late 50s, right? But it's mm -hmm. got Dean Martin in it. Yeah. Weird. That movie's amazing. <laughs> and that's also a really great Howard Hawks Western, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, like that's what I'm saying. Like when when you're talking Red River, when you're talking Rio Bravo, like that shit is maybe not at not quite as good as the searchers, but it's definitely like right the fuck there at pretty it. close. Pretty close. Right there at it. So uh yeah, other than that, um I'm I'm you know. Preacher. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're Preacher. watching Preacher every week. Jump, we're watching jump Preacher on that potty week, if you want so to, guys. Listen to that and By one. potty, I mean podcast, not yeah, toilet. I don't, I don't know where that, where that was going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do talk about the toilet a lot on that there, show. Yeah, we probably Mostly because it's in the show a lot. That's true. We talk about toilets probably a little bit more than that show than most other people do in most <laughs> other podcasts they talk about outside of, like, uh, you know, Toilets Weekly or whatever the no, fuck we, I'm sure No, we probably is. talk about poop more than any toilet podcast does. That's probably true. <laughs> and if you have a toilet podcast, please email me at thefilmfind@gmail.com. I want to at least take a listen. I'll give you a five star even for the fact that you motherfucking exist. Uh, we should do a special series like in the fall or something where like for 10 minutes at the beginning of each episode, we just talk about uh, fantastic toilet shots in movies. Well, let me tell you. Well, I don't know about movies, but I'm sure you've seen it. There is an... I, 
the next time I'm there, I'll take a picture of it. And I'll put it up on the on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash the film find. Uh-huh. Uh, but there is like at the um, at the Park Terrace Regal here in Charlotte, in the men's restroom, all of the urinals have kind of like a, a um, <clears throat> as best I can describe uh, describe them. They look like like. Like a out screen of, over them? They're, they're out of, no, they're out of like a Stanley Kubrick movie. They look like, what if Kubrick designed a urinal that looked weirdly so, somewhat like a vagina? Um, like like Cronenbergian. Maybe a little, there may be a little bit of that, but it, yeah, it yeah. looks like a weird kind of oddly shaped vagina that's white and you pee in it. I don't know. Uh-huh. Sounds right. I'm going to take a picture of that. Yeah, post that up on. Uh, I'll I'll put it on the Instagrams. You could really drop a deuce in that. Super simple though. <laughs> All right. Well, now we're talking about poop on this yep, one. So there you go. Let's All let's uh, move on if you're not. All right. <laughs> we're done. We're done with that bit. Yeah. Let's talk about this really short animated let's movie. Wrap up that poop bit. Which is like really, it's only like 86 minutes. Is it really? It felt longer. Or 87. Did feel longer. We'll talk about that. All right. Uh, so let's get into it. Here is the trailer for uh, the Secret Live. Life, singular, of pets. <laughs> Come on, Max. I gotta go. Be a good boy, Leonard. Bye, Gidget. Bye, Leonard. It's 9 a.m. Do you know what your pets are doing? Welcome, my dogs. Heck yes, I did. Max, this is Duke. He's going to be your brother. This is my apartment now and my new bed. Ah! Oh, Duke, Katie's going to be so upset. Katie's going to flip out. It's just one vase. Is it, Duke? Is it? Oh, no. Hey, Max. Everyone, Max is as good as found. How you been, old timer? Paralyzed. Great. I'm busting you out of here. To the sewers. What's the password? Don't ask the leader for the password. You're driving like an animal. Feel heroic and handsome. I'm a little wet, but I still look good. The Secret Life of Pets. I'm home, Leonard. Were you a good boy? Rated PG in theaters July 8th. All right, that was a trailer for uh, The Secret Life of Pets. And if I would known it was going to have that kind of music in it, I wouldn't have fucking played it. I hate that fucking type of music. Whoever writes that kind of music, whoever produces that kind of music, please die in a fire as fast as you can. Are you, are you talking about uh, that white rapper? Uh, no, I don't know what this is. Because that's what that song is. Ugh, Jesus Christ. This is like any of this kind of like hippy dippy, like. You know, choral fucking choir, happy, just everything. I'm down is, with some of it. Fuck that all shit, that. Amazingly, better than everything else in the Macklemore song that it's <sighs> from. Jesus Christ, that's actually awful. maybe that's not surprising. Yeah. It is Macklemore song. 
that's even worse. I don't even know who. I like. I know who it is, but I ain't never. I uh, thank God. Yeah, don't worry. Thank Christ. Uh, a terrier. So shut up. Shut up. Thing. Shut up. Shut up. I'm reading the thing. Let's uh, talk about the IMDb thing. plot line. A terrier named Max's quiet life is upended when his owner takes Duke astray, who, uh, who Max instantly uh, dislikes. This is starring Louis C.K., Eric Stone Street, Kevin Hart, Lake Bell, Jenny Slate, Ellie Kemper, Albert Brooks, Dana Carvey, Hannibal Burris, Bobby Moynihan, and a shitload of others. Uh, directed by uh, Yarrow Cheney and Chris uh, Renaud. Renaud? Sure. Why not? Uh, so this was uh, this was the DreamWorks picture there, PG, damn near an hour and a half. It's not DreamWorks, is it? It feels like it is. Am no, I wrong? no. Oh, but d- it's Illumination. Illumination. Uh, uh, Despicable Me. Despicable people. Me. People. Whatever. It's all the same. Yeah. Universal is is the studio. There that's you go. That's what it is. And uh, like a Universal movie, uh, it made a lot of money. Uh huh. They are good at that shit. Most of the time, <laughs> Universal good at making pretty decent to really good movies that make a shit ton of movie. Oh, all right. Money. Let's get money. in. Oh, money. Uh, money. <laughs> this this one, I don't think so. All right, let's get to it, Matt. What are you? Th- <laughs> what are you? What I are think I thoughts? just gave you my thoughts. No, not good, eh? All right, fair enough. Uh, look, we talked. I mentioned that this movie was eighty-seven minutes, and you mentioned that it felt really long or longer than longer that. Longer than eighty, yeah. Uh. I wholeheartedly agree. This movie feels like it's Batman versus Superman. Oh, come on it, now. It felt like it was a two and a half hour movie. I it, did, it did feel like two, but not in a, for me, not in a bad way. There was nothing for me in this thing. It is, uh, if you have seen three movies, you've seen this movie. <laughs> okay? Yeah. It is Oliver and Company on some level. Right. Uh, okay. I've Dogs seen... lost in the city. All right. Which in that movie, of course, it's Oliver Twist. But here, it's fucking. I'm a homeward bound guy, but keep going. Anyway, well, or that you <laughs> could use that as a reference if you want to. Uh, do- lost fucking dogs. Right. Right. Uh, okay. So I'll, Oliver and Company. White dog. That's Toy, Toy Story. Toy Story for sure. And Toy Story three. If you've seen those three movies, you know everything you need to know about Secret Life of Pets. And those are better movies, let's be honest. All three of them. Uh, But I I didn't dislike this movie. I thought it was okay. I will say this, and I don't mean this in a mean, I don't mean this in a uh, disparaging way. I mean this in the best possible way. Kevin Hart, you belong in fucking cartoons, man. You're You're an animated fella. And your your voice lends really well he, to this shit. He it, also deserves to be in cartoons where he's not playing uh, like a fluffy bunny version of the racist Transformer bots from Transformers 2. I thought he was just playing Kevin Hart, but that's just me. He is a little bit, except like it is, I don't know, it's a little fucking sketchy race-wise, I think. Mm, I don't know. Just a little bit. And And because he's not Kevin Hart, visibly in the movie i think that's a problem i mean the bunny but, could have at least but a, been brown but apart from i don't that, know why that i also just didn't think like that part was really well written it was no. kind of just there i just the, i'm just talking about this performance i'll put it that way this is what i was yeah yeah, yeah. he's he's great like there aren't anybody who and no one in this movie turns in a bad voice acting performance yeah, right uh, Eric Stone Street doesn't even sound like Eric Stone Street really you know who doesn't sound like him his motherfucking Dana Carvey was the fucking cripple dog yeah, that's You'd true. You'd never except fucking he's known just that doing, shit. He is just doing his old guy voice. Yeah, I which thought it was better he's done than a lot. I feel like it was better than that. Maybe I, I'm just saying, like because like, I didn't, I didn't know. I would not it. have known 
if I didn't know it was Dana Carvey. But then as soon as I figured out that it was Dana Carvey, I was like, oh, yeah, I know that voice. Well, yeah, now I can hear it. But having not known it before I saw the flick, oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I'm not Look, I'm not disparaging, right? I'm just saying Dana, Car- <laughs> Dana because, Carvey was doing well, Dana because, Carvey. Because he has been doing the same voices for 25 years, if we're honest here. Yeah. I, look, I don't even hate it. What I hate about this movie, the one thing I really hate is that it's uh, fucking boring. It it just, it's a recycle of a recycle of a recycle, right? I mean the, I the mean, basic you're not wrong. Plot, the basic plot is Buzz Lightyear comes to take take over affection from Woody, and then also the bad toy land people from Toy Story three are the cats and Kevin Hart's gang in this thing, uh-huh. and then they have to try and get home to their best bud after they become friends on their trip. Where they got lost. I mean, That's what the movie is. No, you're 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 not and, wrong at all. And I just didn't laugh a lot, man. Like kids loved this fucking movie. I was in there with a bunch of kids, uh, but I I just sat there the whole time. Like, yeah, this is mildly amusing, I guess. It looks great. The animation's really good. That's what that's what I gotta say about it. I'm trying to Explain remember to me why you liked it a lot. I'm trying to remember if I went to this high or not. I'm going to be honest. Um, you don't have to justify. Just no, I'm just what, no. What I really, yeah, I really am trying to think of that. Maybe, and like I'm saying, maybe that, maybe that helped. Um, well, I'm sure it helps a lot of things that are supposed to be comedies. That's true. Uh, I could watch Ghostbusters too high, and it'd be like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is just as good as Ghostbusters. It's the same thing. <laughs> you just put in one again. You played one twice. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, count as Ghostbusters too high. Oh, bro, that was really good. <laughs> uh but no i don't know like it was just it is it's a um i i think because of the familiarity of it and i didn't even realize that at the time but you're you're absolutely correct it is those fucking movies that is the fucking plot of it uh but it didn't bother me i mean i guess it was just kind of like the uh you know the old warm blanket kind of thing where it's just like oh familiar things that i know it's done well enough i did like the animation i thought a lot of it was kind of fun uh wildly outrageous wildly impossible uh but you know it's a fucking <coughs> kids cartoons so what the fuck are you gonna it do did, it did i will say have some really nice uh touches uh movie throw uh throwback or callback wise callbacks that's what i'm looking for um, one thing that I really liked was when, uh, the cat, what was her name? Anyway, she says that like, you know, the old dog is like hitting on her. Right. And she says like, I'm a cat. And he says, nobody's perfect. Oh, that was great. I fucking love that. Shit. I did laugh at that, but you know where that's from? Yeah. Something like it hot. Yeah. Something like it hot. Exactly. Right. I was like, oh, that's fucking good. Yeah. That was um, good. yeah. So there were moments that were like, oh, okay. Somebody is thinking about this, but I have to say there were also moments where I was like, Oh, now they're of course they're in like a giant city bus chasing this thing down. And of course that bus has the next Illumination movie uh advertisements all over that bus. Gotta say little gauche. Mm-hmm. Not as like, gauche as some of the other things we'll talk I, about one of the other movies that we're talking about this week, but a little bit gauche. I just like I just saw the trailer for this, guys. <laughs> and I didn't like it. Which one? And now I, it's been a couple of weeks. What 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 is it again? Uh, sing, right? Hey, I don't know. Like I'm a I'm a sucker. I like it, it, I don't I think like it, musicals. I do not like voice talent shows. I don't think it was a. I, my hope is is that it just wasn't a good trailer. Uh, well, it's definitely not a good trailer because the trailer is not very good. Anyway, uh, 
I don't know. I'm going to say, like, you've probably seen this. It's made a shit ton of money. Yeah. People have probably seen Secret Life of Pets if they're going to see it. Um, and if it doesn't re- yeah. register with you, there, there's no real reason to go out and see it, really, to be to be quite honest. I mean, it'll be a it'll be a Netflix thing by no time for sure. So, you know. It, it did beat out Ghostbusters this weekend. Did it really? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, kids. All right. Speaking of which, not by much, but it is. Speaking of which, we're not going to do that movie right now. We're going to wait for that one. Aha! See, I call that I call that a reverse teaser. Uh, I don't know. Uh, here's a trailer for the next new release review we have: The Infiltrator. Yeah. I'm home. Did it go okay? Oh yeah. Piece of cake. Is your undercover dog? He's dead, all right. We need to send the message that drugs will not be tolerated. Listen up. Washington wants to make the biggest bust in U.S. history. Pablo Escobar and his main distributor, Roberto Alcano. Are you kidding me? Responsible for 80% of the product flooding into the country. Promise me this is the last one. Couple of team changes. Mazer, you're with Abreu. That dude's nuts. I know these people. You gotta play with them. You gotta drink with them. You gotta do whatever you gotta do, man. Meet your soon-to-be wife. Damn, I need a fiance. How many undercovers have she done? It's her first one, but she was at the top of her class. You don't have to worry about me. I'm a big girl. One wrong word. Here we go. One slip. My friends, welcome to the United States. In my business, nothing good ever comes in the absence of trust. Without it, there is no loyalty. When there is no loyalty, it never ends well. This was an audition. You got the part. All right, that was the trailer for The Infiltrator, our second new release review of this week. A U.S. Customs official uncovers a money laundering scheme involving Colombian drug lord Pablo Escobar. This is uh, written by Brad Furman, uh, written by first-time uh, screenwriter Sue uh, uh, or Ellen Sue Brown, rather, starring Brian Cranston, John Leguizamo, uh, Diane Krieger, Amy Ryan. Uh, we also have Joseph Gilgan. Everybody fucking mm-hmm. rocking that shit. Jason Isaacs, and then you got, of course, uh, old uh, old handsome himself there. Uh, fucking, uh, also, significantly, mm-hmm. Richard Katz. Richard yeah. Katz is in here. Yeah, Richard Katz is in there. There's uh, Benjamin Brad, of course. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's a it's a big cast. Um, so for for those of you who may not know, uh, Brad Furman, kind of a young guy. Uh, the last movie he did was Runner Runner. Before that, uh, Runner Runner, not so highly accepted by a lot, not so highly praised by a ton of people. The Lincoln Lawyer, however, a lot of people uh, enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's good. But uh, yeah, man, I- I'll be honest with you, I knew nothing about this movie going in. Like, I don't even like after watching that trailer, 
I don't think I'd even seen a trailer for this. I knew Brian, I knew uh, Cranston was in it, and I knew it was about you know the drug lord stuff of the eighties. That's about it. Yeah, that's I, all I fucking. I knew. saw the trailer once, and because I know uh, how good this movie actually is, I don't look. We're gonna talk about how good it is, and we're gonna have varying opinions. I have a, I have a feeling, right. uh, but uh, it is very good. And I think the fact that I only saw one trailer and I go to the movies every goddamn week three or four times mm-hmm. uh, is the reason that it opened in eighth place this weekend. Yeah, I don't think people knew what the fuck this thing was. I mean, and like, honest to God, an advertising campaign would sell this thing because yeah. I think this especially would, I mean, th- when you think about it, this is actually really great counter programming to Ghostbusters. Yeah, an R-rated, it was a smart release this weekend. Yeah, an just, R-rated adult movie and that they did not fucking market at all. It's got a lot of cool factors. Fucking everybody loves Cranston. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's got drugs and shit. Uh, you know, it, it's it's like a lot of it's like a lot of great movies, man. And I think the for me, uh, so I'll I'll kind of come right out of the bat here. Yep. Um, at this point, in, in the uh, in the kind of uh, later uh, bit of June. This is one of my top movies of the year so far. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, I but maybe it was just my expecting zero going in, knowing really nothing about it other than, you know, Drug Lord, Cranston, Dunn. Um, really, really shocked me. I thought the story was put together well. The acting is great from everybody all across the board here. Cranston just fucking delivers every fucking time that man is on screen. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was like I think the directing was really good. I like it feels like a tiny bit of like there's a and, and not in the best of ways. I don't feel I don't want to say this and make it feel like oh he's ripping off those people, which some people might say he was. But I, like I feel like there's a touch of Scorsese, there's a touch of Soderbergh in there, and there's even a touch of Reffin in there, man. But I think that like he really puts together one of the best movies that he's done so far. And I just, uh-huh. I, I dug the shit out of it. Soundtrack's fucking great. The cinematography for a digital movie looks gorgeous. It is like it. I mean, they, yeah. What do you think the budget is? I, I think it's low. It's gotta be okay, like, because, because like Cranston was a producer on this. So I think mm-hmm. he really wanted to do the project. Yeah. Uh, and, and took a cut acting wise from what he normally gets which is why he gets a producer credit right i would put this in the um, neighborhood of probably 50 60 maybe oh i i would go lower than that they, they got a lot of production value in this thing i i'd say shit man 25 to 30 maybe maybe i mean you could probably if you if you called in a lot of favors maybe yeah i i don't i i'd i'd go that low i mean straight out of compton was like 29 i think yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. There, 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 there's so much extravagant shit going on in here. Oh yeah, of course. But all that's production design. Yeah, but that that's just like, money. how do you make it look that way? Because they're not, they're not paying for real shit, man. That's, that's true. Yeah. Movies. Well, yeah. You're probably. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably it's probably thirty. Yeah, I mean, it's I prob- would think. I, I I wish I knew. Nobody has it listed anywhere. I looked around after I saw which, it. Which um, me, which either means it's like oh, really, wait, really low or really, really IMDb. high. I just scrolled down. It's up here now. Uh, t- 25 estimated. Wow. They, they, yeah. Then good fucking on you. Cause like I said, this looks like 40, 50 easy. Yeah. It looks really good. Uh, I will say one slight annoyance for me about the soundtrack. It mm-hmm. does kick ass, right? Yeah. All the fucking songs are from the seventies. Mm-hmm. It's in the eighties. Yeah. Movies in the eighties. Don't care. I, 
Look, songs I, of the seventies are better I'm than the eighties. I'll put it down on paper right now. It was right a now. slight anachronism to be like, this is the Coke era, and we got a bunch of dudes like who are uh, back here like smoking doobies still. Fair enough, but you gonna play Stranglehold like that? You be my guest. Yeah, look, I I liked it. Right, I liked the soundtrack. I'm just saying <laughs> it's a little a little incongruous. It belonged a little more in the nice guys than it did here, but nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless. Uh, so here's here's my one big problem with this, and it's the same way that I feel about this guy's other movie that I really like, but don't think is great, which is The Lincoln Lawyer. Mm-hmm. Right, because I really do like that movie, and again, that that film is like this one, kind of buoyed a possibly above its means by just fantastic acting across the board. Mm -hmm. Um, But the problem that I have is that the structure still like feels a little wobbly. Uh, The story feels like it needs an extra nudge here or like another little bit here um, that doesn't quite bring it all together as a whole. Uh, into like a fully satisfying narrative. That said, I do agree with you. This is the best thing that he's directed, uh, Brad Furman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do really like it. It's it's probably, as this moment, one of my top films as well. But I don't know if that's necessarily because I really, really loved it uh, and think it's actually, actually great. Uh, and I'll need a little more time to think on it probably because that's usually how these things happen for me um, is like much. My- later i go oh yeah i fucking liked that movie man Mm -hmm. you know um but i don't know if i actually think it's really great or if it's like we just haven't had really great stuff so far this year it's not been an overly seller year that's this much is true not yet i think it's coming in the back half but you know we'll see please help us (laughs) i I hope to god it's coming in the back (laughs) but yeah i mean like uh, everything about this like i just really dug and i mean like I said, everybody knows, you know, Cranston puts in a fucking, he just, he goes in balls deep in everything he fucking does. Yeah, he, he, he is maybe the greatest actor all around on TV and film right now, period. Yeah. Maybe. Asian. And that, that's strong praise too, because, I mean, he just has this, like, chemistry about him, not to make a weird Breaking Bad pun, but like... <laughs> Just like there's this attraction to him with viewers where we know he's going to deliver and he always is able to portray layers in his characters. Like even his like almost throwaway role in Godzilla. Yeah. Right. Is is, is like fucking nuanced nuanced, shit, right? Yeah. Nuanced. And it's got layers to it of emotion and action and conscience and it's uh, here. It's the same thing. I mean, the, it's spoiler the alert for Godzilla. But you're fucking pissed when he goes. Yeah, one of the big one of the big scenes in this movie that was I was just like, holy shit, this guy's an actor, right? Uh, is when he takes his uh, his wife out on their anniversary dinner that he forgot about because he's been in the middle of this uh, like undercover operation, right? Mm-hmm. And while he's out having dinner one of the cartel's uh, dudes shows up. He's like, hey, what's up? Is this the fiancé that got... And he's already got a fiancé undercover and everything. He hasn't met her yet, but he can't blow that cover for later. So he tells him, no, this is my secretary, right? And his wife knows what's up. She doesn't, like, blow it or anything. But, uh, like, the waiter comes back with their anniversary cake, 
Which, by the way, um, is a goddamn huge fucking cake. What are they going to yeah, do course. with that? What to do with him? Well, you take it home, right? Jesus. But anyway, he he uh, he he like berates the waiter because he's like, "No, I told you it's a it's a birthday. This says fucking anniversary to me." And then he like just takes the waiter's face and shoves it down into the fucking cake, like yeah. on a fucking switch, man. Yeah, he just has to like turn on his like like the character's acting ability like that. Yeah, and it and it works. Like you see the whole process in the way that he portrays that switch, right? Like like you see the machinations of him deciding that that's what he has to do and then enacting it exactly. while still remaining the character uh Bob who is not the undercover operative who's sitting there with his wife who's watching this shit play out horrified. Mhm. And and also to give himself an excuse to get out of this situation. And, and leave as quickly as he can. But you yep. see that process go through his head of like, okay, now how am I going to explain this? It is a chess match that he's playing in his own mind so he can make it. sure that he fucking just stays alive. Yeah, and you see it because Cranston's a fucking actor, man. He's he's like, uh, like Towns Van Sant, right? Mm-hmm. Like Towns Van Sant is a great singer-songwriter. Very few people know who the fuck he is generally today, right? But you ask... Uh, Bob Dylan, right? Bob Dylan thought that Towns Van Zandt was the greatest fucking songwriter that ever lived. He he is a songwriter's songwriter, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald is a comedian's comedian. Gilbert Gottfried, comedian's comedian, right? It's just the guy who everybody in the field, they look at and they're like, that's the fucking guy that knows what's what. Right. And Cranston is an actor's actor. I feel like, yeah, he's, he is, he's just that guy. Like everybody kind of underestimates him or they're not as familiar with him. Uh, even though he's had like this big TV role that everybody liked, but he's, he's definitely that guy. It's like he, this would be the guy that Daniel day Lewis would look at and go like, this guy's got something. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, and it's going like all the way back in like, even like just like his guest spot on the X files for fuck's sake. Every every fucking the, thing is good. The guy's just man. nailing it, just nailing it, and yeah. he's really good. Leguizamo, re- another great performance from Leguizamo. Leguizamo is underrated as an actor. Very much so. Very I mean, very much so. I mean, this guy has been in some really uh, great flicks that he's been neglected in, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, like his role uh, as Toulouse Lautrec in uh, Moulin Rouge is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Right. Like he like he's just like, yeah, he's this weird eccentric painter who's a historical figure. Right. Uh, in Sisters, he was funny as shit last year. Yeah. Right. Um, he's he's in, funny and stuff. He's like, I mean, and honestly, he was the best part of the happening. Oh, yeah. For he was, sure. Like, right? He's like just such a very nuanced, subtle performance from him in that movie. Uh, but he I mean, was if great. You go all the way back, all the way back. Right. Like to Wong Fu. Yeah. He's amazing. He's he's uh I think maybe the best thing about the Spawn movie. Oh well, I'll, I'll, I'll I might disagree with that one, but okay. <laughs> I said maybe. I mean, look, man, I I like Michael Jai White a whole fucking lot, but there's there's character problems with Spawn in it. <laughs> look, I'm just saying that movie ain't good. Period. <laughs> that's that's true. That movie's uh, just shit. Period. But right, like uh uh the fucking Spike Lee movie, Summer of Sam, right? He's amazing in Summer of Sam. John yep. Leguizamo is, is an underrated actor. I, th- I, I want to see him in more shit. He's in stuff all the time, but it's not like high-profile stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, or he's doing, like, voice work. Motherfucking Carlito's Way. 
Uh huh. It's good in that movie, as crazy and bonkers as that fucking flick is. Yeah. In the way only Brian De Palma could do crazy fucking bonkers stuff like that. Indeed. But, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and Joseph Gilgan in this movie, once Joseph- again, like, I fucking love this guy. Holy shit. What a great fucking American accent on this guy. And, like, honest to God, like, the first time I saw him, I'm like, that looks like, no. And yep. then, fucking, hey, it is. I was like, it wow, is. dude. He is killing it, man. I mean, an Englishman, like, do, like killing an American accent here, killing an Irish accent over on Preacher. The guy's really fucking doing it, man. Mm hmm. He yeah. uh, he fucking de- really delivered in that. I was like, I was, sh- I, I don't, I, I'd like to say, I mean, the words came out shocked, but that's not really true because the guy's fucking delivering in, in you know, all the shit that he's doing, and I can't wait to see him get more work, man. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's going to be uh, bigger and bigger, I think, at least as a character actor. Yeah, as a character actor, bigger. I don't, I don't know that we'll see him in. He's never going to be like the lead uh, unless it's a B movie, uh, and I'll be down with that shit too. I would like to see like, uh, you know. I don't. Yeah, I could see something. I don't know what it is, but I I, I see something with him being in kind of a B movie lead. I, I'll I'll yeah. take whatever it is. So. So what's what's your bottom line on this? Bottom flight, line is honestly, this is the movie you should be. You people should go out and see right now because this is a movie for fucking adults, uh, and it's I I think it's a good time. I mean, if you like kind of gangster type movies, if you like kind of kind of drug movies, it's not like you know, not like you know fucking leaving las vegas drug movies or something like that but fucking yeah it's, or requiem for a dream yeah, drug it's not movies. like it's not like that this is more like blow yeah more like blow or a little there's a little bit of traffic in there uh yeah. but no it's it's really really good and i think it's i think it's definitely worth a watch yeah i do too i'm i'm with you on this one uh like i said i don't think as of right now that it's a great film but it's definitely damn good uh, so go out and see this one if you get the chance, guys. Yeah, just tons of tons of good stuff all the way. And Diane Kruger just fucking killing it in this thing too, man. Everybody, God, everybody was so good in this. All right, let's get to the last one here. Here is the here's the one you've all been waiting for. Here is the review of Ghostbusters 2016. I almost forgot what year it was. It's okay. She seems peaceful. My name is Erin Gilbert, doctor of particle physics. Ah! That stuff went everywhere, by the way, in every crack. Very hard to wash off. We have dedicated our whole lives to studying the paranormal. Now there's sightings all over the city. There are people out there that need our help. Holtzman, you're a brilliant engineer. Aaron, no one's better at quantum physics than you. We can provide a real service. I'm joining the club. You guys are really smart about this science stuff, but I know New York. And I can borrow a car from my uncle. Uh, You didn't disclose that the vehicle was going to be a hearse. It's a Cadillac! Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh. Did you want to? Sorry. sorry. I'll let you. I'll let you. Next time. Okay. Someone is creating a device that amplifies paranormal activity. And we might be the only ones who can stop it. Holtzman, come on. The hat is too much, right? Is it the wig or the hat? 
at hand here. These ghosts can possess the human form. was a trailer for ghostbusters may it does it have a subtitle does it not who's to say it does not it does not it's just ghostbusters until at the end it when it does <laughs> following a ghost invasion of manhattan paranormal enthusiast aaron gilbert abby yates nuclear engineer uh, jillian haltzman and subway worker patsy tolan band together to stop the uh, to stop the otherworldly threat that's kind of it needs. It, I think it's an and that should be there. Yeah, that's that's weird. I'm like that seems odd. Yeah, uh, that's not correct. <laughs> this is uh, directed by Paul Feig, starring Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones. Uh, you know, Charles Charles Dance is coming up in everything these days. Does Charles Dance have like you know like alimony to pay somebody? Uh, Chris Chris Hemsworth and a lot of people. Um, so this is the most controversial movie in the last decade I, I will say the most <laughs> idiotically controversial movie that's of the past true decade. that's true and a lot of of course and a lot of cameos from other uh ghostbusters alum those of uh, the those of them still with us yeah. um okay let's let's start with you man so uh what were, were your kind of thoughts on ghostbusters was it worth the hype was it worth the trouble well uh yeah i think so I'm going to start out pretty subdued, and then I'm going to go full on. Uh, full I fucking loved this movie, dude. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I had a fucking blast. It's not good, but here's the <laughs> here's the secret. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, this is one of the greatest movies ever made good, right? But But the secret to this is, neither is fucking Ghostbusters. The first one. Oh. It's funny, but if you're thinking about what that movie was, right? Like, that movie is largely a fucking uh, shambles of a plot tacked on to the personalities of its leads mm -hmm. who are mostly fueled by Bill Murray's sardonic one-liners. That's mostly what that movie is. Uh, this movie, same formula. It is the same formula. And I think it works just as well. I don't think that it's a better movie than the 1984 Ghostbusters. I just think like, for all the storm and drying of people out there talking about uh, their ruined fucking childhoods, mm. like, nut the fuck up. Ghostbusters 1984 is an okay movie that I like a whole lot. And that's that's what it is, right? Mm -hmm. this, this is the same way for me. I loved it a whole lot. It's not that good of a movie. It, it is too... It's too patchwork in a way that sometimes works for these types of uh, comedies. Like Paul Feig is is has been pretty successful at that style of like patchwork filmmaking. Yeah, uh, this one is his, maybe his least successful effort since Bridesmaids, but I still fucking loved it. I think every time uh, I don't know, Bridesmaids uh, is pretty successful in a lot of in, at least monetarily. What do you mean? Bridesmaids made a lot of money. Oh no no no! I'm just saying like like since Bridesmaids, this is his weakest one. 
Okay. 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 Fair right. Enough. Like, I like of you. his of his that run. Right. I'm not gotcha, counting gotcha, like, gotcha. like uh, what was his one before that about the fucking kids or whatever. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, he's he, he direct Paul Feig's been making shit forever, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think before Bridesmaids, he was that was uh, the one that made him a household name. That's the one. Yeah, and that's his first like really big movie, right? Before that, he was doing stuff like uh, like some TV work. Um, yeah, does a lot of office stuff. Unaccompanied Minors was his like big movie oh, before was, that. Oh, in that the in that the Where they're, Munez they're pick? in the airport, right? Airport during the holidays. Where right? that look bad? Uh, but right, like so then he makes Bridesmaids, and he has this incredible run, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Bridesmaids, Heat, Spy, um, and this one is the first one since Bridesmaids that I feel like doesn't work as well as those other three. Right. Um, but I will say, uh, there's a whole lot that I love about this fucking movie and like 80% of it is, uh, Kate McKinnon. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I fucking thought, uh, she's, she is what like holds this movie together for me. Here's the thing, man. Like I'm a huge fan of her. Like I, I love her stuff on SNL uh -huh. uh, when I can catch it, but, um, I, and I really wanted to like her in this movie, but I I didn't. I thought she was one of the one of the biggest detractors from this. Oh entire no, movie. no, man, that's a hard disagree I, for I, me. I like I like crazy, but like none of it seems like it goes anywhere, and it just feels like she's just trying to ramp it up all the time. For God only knows what real reason. It, that like, that's what I like about it. Like it doesn't have to make sense. It we just need seems like something like over, that. It seems like it's all over the place. Give me like at least a small like, hey man, you know. She but that's what that's what that's what I like about Kate McKinnon is like she has this ability uh, of like having these odd facial tics and line readings where you're just like, where does that even come from? And I find that shit hysterical. I do on other things. This it didn't work for me. And that I think that's fair enough. But I fucking loved it, and I loved her in it. I also gotta say, Leslie Jones, her character, really fucking fun. I like Leslie Jones a whole lot too. And uh, you know, the that was the other big controversy about this thing was that she was playing a loud black character, right? Which is also, by the way, something that like Leslie Jones has branded herself as doing as a comedian. I was gonna say that's kind of, I mean, not to it's put her it, persona. That's kind of a shit um, thing she does. But aside so. from that, right? Like, uh, I think having seen the movie, right, outside of the trailers. Mm -hmm. Uh, it becomes very clear what they were talking about when they when they when that controversy fir first arose. Like the original response was that before Leslie Jones joined the film, this was Melissa McCarthy's role. Correct. And having seen the film, that line makes even more sense now, because that role was like I think pretty squarely the style of role Melissa McCarthy is normally comfortable playing. Right, the the over the top kind of just streetwise body, right, and and which she's also very successful at playing. Oh yeah, very right? much so. And I think she was just like, look, I want to play something that's different. I've kind of done well, that a bunch. Well, they also when the, I think well, what I remember their reasoning being was that once they brought Leslie Jones on, they love her so much, right? That she, then once she agreed to do the movie, they were like, well, look, this is kind of like the showcase role that was written for me, but let's give her this thing. Let's let her have her moment. And I fucking love Leslie Jones in this. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of fanboying out a little bit over this movie, and I know that. But uh, it's, 
I don't know. I just had a, I had a whole lot of fun personally, and it's been such a shitty year for having to deal with fucking assholes talking about this thing online like it's the end of the goddamn world when they haven't said a single fucking thing about any other goddamn remake, and they're all pissed off because they put four women in it. See, I don't like, think. Well, I mean, I think, I think that's part of it, but I think a lot of it is people like. For some reason, and, and again, I, I'm also kind of in the same boat. I really like Ghostbusters, don't get me wrong, but it's not a, uh, uh, like, I don't hold it up in, like, an ultimate pantheon of films or anything. That's not the Citizen Kane of fucking 80s comedies That's, to it's, me. It's you true. know what I mean? Yeah, but some people, for some weird reason, do treat it like that. I am going to say, I, I think there is a small percentage of people that that may be true for, right? But, uh, like... I, I just don't fucking get why you get it. Like, it didn't erase that fucking thing. Sony didn't come into your house and take the DVD of Ghostbusters and then put this one in the fucking case instead. I, you know what I mean? I mean, it's shit. Yeah, and and a lot argument. of what, if you read the shit that has been spewed about this fucking thing online, the the amount of it that comes from people who give, apparently, even one actual iota about Ghostbusters as a thing they give a shit about, that is a small portion of the vitriol and bullshit. I mean, Leslie Jones just got another spate of it uh, on Twitter this week. Um, where like a bunch of fucking neo-Nazis, because, because those assholes are so vocal online, just started calling her an ape and shit on Twitter. Hmm. And it all stems from the fact that this movie exists, and now it was kind of a hit. It wasn't a big hit, right? But it made exactly how much money the studio thought it was going to make. It's the biggest opening any of these actresses have had. It's the biggest opening Paul Feig has ever had. It's been critically well-received. Yeah. It's, it's setting at 73% Rotten Tomatoes, that's, right? And everybody will good. point out, like, well, user reviews are lower. User, yeah, well, guess who's fucking submitting user reviews, motherfuckers? Yeah. Assholes, <laughs> right? It's very easy to, to fuck up a user review just by going in and not... I, I mentioned this online. If everybody on IMDb that had given this fucking movie one star had actually seen the movie this past week, it would have made a shit ton more than $46 million at the box yeah, office. Probably true. Well, and here's the thing, man, too. It's also the internet, and the internet just loves to hate everything, so... Well, that's true, except I really do feel like this movie got far more than anything, right? Like, like I, I'm in those fucking movie fan communities online. Like, I, I comb the internet for that sort of shit and engage in conversations... And you know what movie is so much fucking better than 1984 Ghostbusters that no one, no one attacked anyone personally over on the fucking internet? Breaking. Fucking RoboCop. Joel McKinnon didn't get fucking death threats because he made fucking RoboCop. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, now, now that you mention that, I'd put this in kind of the same vein for me. It's just like I mean I didn't hate Robo I didn't hate the RoboCop remake but I didn't really love it to death either and for me that's that's what this movie is and I think it's okay to not like the movie uh, right like, but but for fuck's sake see the fucking movie before you're gonna sit there and say it's the worst piece of shit you've ever oh, yeah. seen which is something most people didn't fucking do that's that, that you know, I'll definitely grant you that there's a lot it's of like, people okay, that you can also even say. I don't think the movie looks like something I would enjoy. But once you start talking about like it's ruining your fucking childhood or uh, or, oh, it's got a bunch of women in it. Like I shut you the fuck off. Right. It's like, OK, like you don't think the movie looks good. That's fine. I don't think most movies that come out look any fucking good. Mm -hmm. I don't. Right. 
And we watch them, people. We watch all we, those motherfuckers. We watch them, right? Like, like, <laughs> so we I'll, have a right I'll to talk you, shit about those you, movies. If you have said that this movie doesn't look good to you, but you fucking go, you own a copy of Paul Blart Mall Cop, bullshit. <laughs> it's about, yeah, it's about the same cinematography. No, this one looks a little better now. I'm not going to This lie. movie looks a lot better than that. Uh, the special effects are fine. It's a little heavy on CGI. I Ooh. wish it was a little more practical effects. But that I, end is egregiously I, bad, though, with CGI. It is pretty much just like them standing on a green screen, shooting into green screen of New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that scene is that at least awful. fun. I'm talking about other stuff, mm. right? <laughs> that is like I had fun during that scene because that's when we get like, you know, the one thing you never get in in, in the original film. You know what it is, right? titties i don't know no, no how how many fucking ghosts do they actually goddamn bust in that motherfucker what like three maybe yeah and they don't even bust gozer well they, they don't have to hey, hey, hey fucking, hold on hold on puff. hold on hold here. on a minute they don't even right what was fun here was it was like okay now okay let me back up a minute <laughs> <laughs> what i think the approach to this film is and i and i'm really glad they did it uh, is they did not try to aim for the tone specifically of what the original film was. You know what this movie is? And this is an idea planted in my head by film critic uh, William Bibiani, who's a good friend of mine. Do you know what the tone of this movie is? It's not the original films. Keystone Cops. No, it's the, it's the fucking real Ghostbusters. It's the cartoon. No, oh, well, yeah. It's got the silliness. It's got all the weird fucking gadgets that don't show up at all in the original movies. Uh, it's got this outrageous fight scene where they're like just fucking straight busting ghosts left and right. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of CG in that thing, but I think at least that gets over with because I, like there's some fun character moments in there. There is other, there are other portions of this movie where I'm like, we don't need this CG right now. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing, man. What, I mean, let's, let's call this movie what it really is. Ghost shooter. They don't really bust a lot of nothing. They don't really capture any ghosts. They put well, them through a wood chipper and they Bustin shoot them. Bustin does not really imply. Uh, I don't know, but it just seems weird. Uh, ca that, capturing. Fair enough. Right? Well, I don't know. If you bust You're a busting. criminal, you fucking br you bring them to the big house. So, I mean, if if ghosts are if we if you could bust a criminal, you could bust a ghost. I would say that would be capturing them and bringing them so to here, a place. So here's another thing. Since police like to shoot a lot more people these days than they oh used to. Oh, my God. This is a metaphor for our society. <laughs> Holy shit, Paul Feig. You fucking God. I might change my grade. Yeah. This is a G Oh, wow. <laughs> you just blew my goddamn mind. This is now what busting means, motherfuckers. Holy shit. It just means capping people. Wow. Paul Feig is ahead uh, of his fucking so, time. So I think I think though where we where we <laughs> fall down is like uh, like you think the movie's okay. It's okay. I had right? I had a couple of good laughs. I had a couple of groans. Uh, I will say I enjoyed the cameos. Yeah, the cameos were I great. I love great. I love the bust of uh, Harold Ramis there. That was sweet. Did you see his son? Now, uh, his, yeah, Harold Ramis' son is in this movie. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's he, the kid coming in from the uh, rock show there. Yeah, yeah, that goes like Ozzy rules and gives him a high five. Oh, the Ozzy cameo <laughs> is painful, by the way. Yeah, of course, but whatever. Now I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> it should be painful. It's I'm an a, Ozzy Osbourne cameo oh. in 2016. I'm gonna tell you what I hate. I'm gonna tell you what yeah. I hate right now. First of all, this is the least metal show I've ever seen in my entire goddamn life. <laughs> it's a it's a shitty punk show. It's not even that. Adam Ray, the guy who plays the lead singer, fucking <laughs> stop it. Just fucking stop it. 
You can't you mean, sing. You mean that wasn't a, a real band? No, it wasn't, Matthew. I'm just sitting there going, if this is a real thing, that person needs to kill themselves because they are the fucking worst. <laughs> this guy, could did, he didn't look like a singer. He didn't sound like a singer. Those people were not playing instruments. It was terrible. I was like, Jesus Christ. Get a fu- how much could it be to get a fucking you know metal band, hire them for you know twenty thousand dollars for the day, fuck for the week for that price, and they'd be fucking like torn up straight, and everybody just looked like oh god, it was central casting in this thing. It looked bad. Yeah, it looked bad. Now I've seen some I've seen some big kind of you know rock and punk shows and stuff in bigger nicer venues. At first I was like, well, what would it be in this kind of venue? But I'm like, well, it's New York. Let's just say that it is. That's that's fine. But yeah, man, right? oh, man. Or here in Atlanta it'd be like having something in uh in like the Highland Ballroom or like the Variety Playhouse, that sort of shit. Yeah, something something a little bit more up class and nice and that and that's that's all fine and well and good. But oh my god, it did not look like anybody that would ever go to those shows <laughs> and the band was just just awful just flipping awful i know that's the weirdest thing to complain about in this movie of all the things to complain about Uh, i will say this though chris hemsworth fucking kills it just so funny and just leaning into the role hardcore did you know that the glasses thing was an improv was it oh my just he just did that because he'd like had a had a scratch (laughs) like they had taken the lenses out because they were reflecting weird the thing oh my and and he just did it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, like, they asked him, like, and and so, right, so, like, uh, you know, Melissa McCarthy's from fucking Groundlings, yeah. right? So she just rolls with it, and he just plays it. Like, oh, <laughs> like oh yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, that's even better. That is even better, because it, uh-huh. does, it does come off as very natural, but, wow, that's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently everybody was really impressed with his improv skills. Because they get smudges on him, so I just, you know, I just don't that's have I took him out. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> He's just like his his shit's fucking hilarious in this, and this is the weirdest thing to say, and I don't know why, uh, because okay. she's she's very conservatively dressed throughout the entire thing. Fucking Kristen Wiig is really hot in this movie. Uh, yeah, and well, look, that's one of my favorite bits about Holtzman, honestly. Uh, Kate McKinnon's character, right, mm-hmm. is uh, she really wants to fuck Aaron, I think. Yeah, and that's like she's constantly staring at her. And from what I'm in about- weird ways, and and like and watching her flirt with Chris Hemsworth and making faces about it, and that shit like made me laugh my ass off. From what I understand, though, there there was a uh, supposedly a lesbian subplot that was actually exercised from this movie by the studio. Well, I mean, it was literally that uh, that Holtzman was gay was was a real thing and had a a girlfriend in the film, mm-hmm. and then that got cut because the studio because it's Sony. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, Sony do what Sony do. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Matt. Are you uh-huh. telling me this is a Sony movie? I would have never known with the Blu-ray and the crackle and the fucking <laughs> uh, Sony Handycam and the computers. I wouldn't know that this is a Sony film in every goddamn fucking sense. If they weren't wabbing their fucking Sony dick in front of my face every two well, fucking you know, seconds. Oddly enough, uh, oddly enough, the way that these conglomerates work, you might think that's just the company doing product placement. That's part of it. The other part is... Uh, though, because they're technically separate companies from Sony Pictures, those companies pay to have that shit advertised the same as any other fucking company would, which, which cuts the overall costs of the production and marketing expenditures for both the companies advertising the products in this movie as well as the parent company funding this film. You and go, that's how conglomerates work. You go straight to hell. 
You go straight to hell, conglomerates. You go to hell. I'm tired of seeing this shit. All of them do it, man. Think about all the shit that Comcast owns and then watch a Universal picture or an NBC show. You know know who I love, though? Yeah. I love how... FedEx and uh, Castaway? That's true. FedEx and Castaway, no (laughs) doubt. No doubt in that one. Uh, But my, my favorite is how David Fincher will do a Sony film and go, fuck you, I'm using whatever I want. And they just go, fair enough. Yeah. Because he just he don't give a shit. He's just like, uh, no, we're gonna have Max in this, and I don't give a shit what you say. And no, we're not gonna like you know we're not gonna do that stuff. And so I, I fucking respect the shit out of him for looking at those companies and going, fuck you, I'm not doing that, and then doing whatever he wants to do. That I fucking respect all the hell. <laughs> oh, Fair I just enough. I can't like. There's a fucking bit in fucking Casino Royale where there's a bank full of Sony Blu-ray players. That was the first Blu-ray player I owned, and I'm uh-huh. looking like I'm like. Nowhere in this security room. First of all, they're not recording anything because these are only DV. These are only Blu-ray players. And why would you have these old ass, like slow fucking Blu-ray players in there to play? It made no goddamn sense. Because because prop because the props department had forty million of them yeah. because they were no longer in use, and so they're like, oh well, this looks like some shit. And I gotta tell you, Adam. Most people don't pay that attention to it. Pay they're attention, just like, oh people. yeah, this is a fucking video bank. I'm like, they're practically saying, let me open up my Sony Ericsson cell to your telephone. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, but no. But, look, they, but people don't pay that attention. Uh, they should. Shit. But they no. only care when it's like, uh, when it's fucking Wayne's World level product okay. placement. Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm a, speaking of that, I'm going to take you a step back and just go like, oh, the New Yorkers who are eating Papa John's pizza. That, that to me is the least realistic thing in this entire movie. Jesus fucking Christ. Ghosts are more realistic than the, than New York people right there eating yeah. Papa John's pizza. Now, I will say this. Slash Filmcast brought up a very interesting point. They live above a Chinese restaurant. Never once do we see one goddamn Chinese or, well, we see one Asian person, but he's not of the Chinese or, or Japanese descent. He's an Indian man. Uh, but we see, outside of him, we see no other people of any Asian descent in this fucking movie. And that's kind of astounding. Yeah. Well, uh, it's kind of what New York is becoming, right? It's a bunch of fucking white people. Really weird. But <laughs> above a fucking Chinese restaurant, we don't see one Chinese person. Yeah. No, it's funny. Kind of bizarre. Um, uh, I didn't care for that. That was weird. Um, well, but here's the thing. I like the, the whole um, you know, slight spoiler alert, but not really. The whole kind of like, we'll call it just for, for lack of going into it bigger, alternate dimension thing with the rope. I didn't care for that. I thought it looked cheesy and dorky, and it gave you, like, beforehand, you had no real emotional reason for that. Yeah, to I feel mean like anything. we need, like, so, so a little inside baseball on this movie and that point in particular, their first cut of this thing. And and this is why I I say that like it's it's not like I mean it, it feels shoddily put together right mm-hmm. um, story structure wise uh, character arc wise the original cut that they did before they started trimming was like four and a half hours. Whew. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I I saw a thing where they said the uh, the dance sequence that they show in the credit sequence that they had to cost, cut out of the cost movie? a million bucks. A million bucks. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I can't even. But, uh, I can't even think but, about that but, without. But right, like I really would have liked that scene if there had just been like a little bit extra emotional connection to both Abby and Aaron. I feel like it. Like if there had yeah. been a little more there, a little more about their friendship, or something else had happened between them in the film to give us a little more tension, and that being a turning moment, uh, it would have paid off a little more. But the way it plays out, there's just not. There needs like a little more weight to it, you know. No, I mean no doubt there. Um, 
Let's talk about the cameos real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, Bill Murray's is fun. I, I think Bill Murray's but, phoning it in like a bitch. I love Bill Murray with all my heart and soul. He's but, phoning it in, oh. right? Um, obviously phoning it in. He has not wanted to make another Ghostbusters since the 80s. Yeah. And there's a reason that this happened as opposed to Ghostbusters 3. And his name is Bill Murray. Um, but, but in any case, his, he's okay. He's a, a fun little cameo. Is like a skeptic, right? Um, I really liked the Dan Aykroyd cameo. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was very brief. Yeah, it was fun. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah, he was fine. I got to say, though, love me, love me some, spoiler alert, Ernie Hudson at the end. Uh huh. Loved it. I thought that was I thought that was a great thing. And it's one of those like where you're like slapping yourself in the head, going, "What the fuck did I see this coming from a yeah. mile of fucking way? How well, and, stupid am I?" And uh, and what's also great about that cameo is uh, I think he has more to do with what's going on in this movie as that character than he ever did as Winston. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I will. <laughs> like, say, I, I, I think he has he has a more integral position to the plot, and I think he actually gets more lines in that like five minutes at the end. <laughs> Than anybody has ever given him in those. Other and, I, and I'll and I'll say this. I will say this. Ernie Hudson, looking the best out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Er, Black don't crack, boy. That guy looks great. Yep, he looks great. Uh, and then, uh, God. So post credit. Well, there's there's later things, and then there's a post credit. The post credit. Well, let's. Well, I'll, I'll say the post credit for uh-huh. half a sec. Um, the Sigourney Weaver bit. I love Sigourney Weaver with all my heart. What what the fuck was that? It's just that's useless. I enjoyed it. It is useless, but so is the Dan Aykroyd bit. Maybe, so but at least it, so is the Bill Murray bit. Really. Yeah, but it's just I don't know. It just felt like I don't know. It just was silly. Annie Potts I liked liked her uh-huh, little her, bit there. Bit that was, was good. That was nice and quick and to the point. And it was just like oh cute. There we there we go. I enjoyed Slimer, mm-hmm. which which was definitely much more of a real Ghostbusters the cartoon show. Slimer. That's true. He's driving a fucking car. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Absolutely. That's true. Um, okay, so let's let, let's fast forward a little bit to the uh, to the after credits to the quote unquote stinger, if you will. Yep. Um, first of all, I mean, all right, this goes back to of which we'll be talking about next week. Uh, the rebooted Star Trek movies. Now, mm-hmm. with Star Trek Two, well, well, let's put it this way: with Star Trek One, right? We alternate the timeline, so while so technically still all the old Trek stuff still exists, so you don't piss off those people, and yet the new stuff is all you know uh, there, and you can do whatever you want. And how the fact that you can do whatever you want, fantastic, oh super! And what's the next thing we do? We go straight to fucking con. It's it was silly and it was a dumb mistake. Um, and so with this this kind of reboot, which kind of still kind of gives a little wink and nudge, nudges and nods and stuff back to the original, which is fine. Uh huh. Um, at the end, we go. Oh yeah! By the way, Gozer. And you're like, oh fuck you in the face. It just seems so stupid. Well, and just Zool is what or Zool or whatever. I forget. I forgot what it was. I'm still thinking about the other ones. Uh, I, it just it didn't it did not I, work for me. So I interpreted that not as a setup for the sequel, but as just a like a a joke. Like, what's this thing that every that, like. You know, we have this history as an audience. I thought it was a wink to the audience. Maybe, but it, it just felt shallow and pedantic to me. You know what I wanted this to have? You know what I wanted this movie to be? What's that? Earth 2. <laughs> I wanted this fucking shit to be Earth 2, man. And I wanted that shit to be the fucking, the like, the end of this thing to when they come across the Ghostbusters from Earth Earth 1 
and uh-huh. it is just that parallel shit. Oh fuck, that would have been great. But I do think like, and then just that fucking it, in the whole goddamn thing. But I think that's how you have to just think about this thing. Maybe, but it's, I want to see it meet, man. I want to just say when I see the crossover and stuff, and like, like the analog to them in this world is is like you know instead of being a Ghostbuster, he was a cab driver, and you know, and then and then when you cross over to to Earth One, well, you're just doing fan fiction. You should just do that. That's, that's what it is. Maybe, but that's kind of what I was just like. I was like, man, what a baller move it would be for them to have this be an Earth Two thing because it is so similar, but I'm, yet so different. I am different. really good that they didn't do that because that would have just resulted more bullshit I didn't want to read about online. Well, I don't read about it, so it doesn't bother <laughs> me. That's I'm a smart one here. Well, I'm not saying you're not in this instance. Hey, you son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I I didn't mind anything. Uh, I loved this movie. I thought it was a fucking fun time. I'm going to go see it again. I had a couple of laughs. I would, honestly, now since I'm paying the goddamn money. Um, go I'm, see it in 3D? I'm probably going to go see it in the IMAX because from what I was to understand, they uh, they go outside. Of, they So it's a it's a, um, it's a 235 movie shown on a 185 uh, frame, right? Uh-huh. Black bars top and bottom. And with the IMAX stuff, shit goes out of the frame. And I hear it works really well. So I might see that. Right. I, I might see just to have the experience that it's that it's a thing that happens. So I don't know. And and in three D and everything, I think that might be neat. Okay, that's it. We're done. We had a long show, but that's good. <laughs> it's a long ass show. Sweet. Well, we had a lot to talk about. We we and, we and we're holding off. So let's tell everybody what we're doing next week. All right. So next week, I'm gonna be honest with you, Matt. I'm kind of excited about one of the movies next week. Uh-huh. And because I've seen so little of it, I've purposely seen like one trailer, right? I don't even know that I've seen one full trailer, or like a teaser. I've I I don't even know I've seen See the, the full short t- film. I, no, I've saw like maybe maybe thirty seconds of the original trailer for Lights Out, and then I just I was just like, no, 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 I have to close my eyes because I don't want any of whatever what seems to be like a great like I looked at him like uh-huh. oh lights turn off kind of like a uh, the Weeping Angels and Doctor Who. Uh, but with like light and shadows and stuff, I'm like, ooh, okay. I was just like, no, no, I'm closing my eyes. I don't know, want to know what the fuck's going on here because I really want to be surprised. Uh, it is standing at fucking 92% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. For a movie like this, that is un-fucking-believable. Yeah, that's that's first Conjuring level shit. That's crazy school. So I'm excited. I, I, I don't, like I said, outside of the, the little premise of shadows and light and people, I don't know nothing about it and I want to keep it that fucking way. So I'm uh-huh. excited for that. Uh, Star Trek Beyond, speaking of like fucking good ratings, that one's sitting at 92% as of this recording right now as well, which is yeah. really fucking high for that thing, man. I'm really glad that the second trailer was not as shitty as the first one. It looked, the second trailer looked better, for sure. Yep. Um, and I don't, I just, I don't think I'm going to go see Ice Age. I just don't. Yeah, I'm going to call it right now. I'm not going to waste the time on it. I just don't. I have I, w- zero I will be inkling. back to talk about Mike and Dave. Yeah, so we'll, he'll talk about that. Now, I'll, I'll talk about it because I saw Mike and Dave. I didn't bring that up in the What You've Been Watching because I'd forgotten. I knew I, was, <laughs> I knew I was, I knew it. I knew I was just like, I fucking saw something else. What was it? Uh, it was, it was Mike and Dave. We'll so talk about that. We'll next talk week. about that next week and everything. Um, and uh, maybe I'll go see some other things because clearly I'm paying a hundred dollars a month to go goddamn movie pass. So I, I better go see a lot of things apparently to, uh, uh-huh. fucking get my damn money's worth. Uh, Matt, where can we find more of your work on the internet this well, week, sir? Well, we have a second thing coming next week. 
Oh, we do. You wanna, do you want to? Oh that? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I haven't seen any of it yet, but everybody's talking about. I've I don't seen even, it. I'm gonna watch it. Matt's again. seen it. I haven't seen any of it. The new Netflix show. What's it called again? Stranger Things. Stranger Things. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna spend an entire show length on just that. Yeah, because I haven't seen it. Special I've heard. Episode. I've heard nothing but great things from everybody. So we're gonna we're gonna make up for the skip week uh, next week uh, when we have a full episode that's on that. And then of course these three movies, more movies. It's what the fuck we do around here, everybody. We talk about everything. We review all the shit and fuck all the other people that do one a week. Yeah, because fuck it's em. just it, you're so, lazy. <laughs> So if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. I'm also uh, on Instagram under the same name. So you can find me there and uh, listen to our other show if you're watching Preacher, and you should be, Mm -hmm. uh, Preacher Podcast. We got tons of stuff out there, everybody. Uh, the this show every week, and and for those, uh, for uh, what was his name again? Master uh, Christ, what was our iTunes review? My brain just fucking took a shit on me. What? The iTunes review. What was their uh, trying to remember his fucking name? Mega oh. Cookie. Mega Cookie eighty four. Eighty four. Uh yeah. fucking thank you, buddy. And uh you want to be like that guy, how about you uh, go down there to the or iTunes? Gal. It's very that's nondescript. True. That's true. That could be could be a gal. Could, yeah, and that's oh that's an and that's a horrible nickname for female anatomy that I've heard people say before, and that's awful. Oh, it's like really I, weird. I don't know that they're thinking about that. I don't either. <laughs> but anywho, why don't you drop us down a five-star review? We'd really appreciate that. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, so we'll be back next week to talk about all those things. And so, so much more. Thank you guys for uh, sticking with us for that week off and everything. We appreciate it. For Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. Take it easy, guys. No truer words were ever said, Bananarama. Indeed. Not this fucking year. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not been the best, man. I've heard Ooh. people saying shit like, oh, this has been like the worst since... Oh, I forget what year it was. Somewhere in the 80s, I think. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I agree with that, but uh, it's, it's, not, it's not been... It's not been overly stellar for the most part. We've we've had a couple of we've had a couple of nice things, but it's yeah. not been the it's not been this. I oh, will put it we, this way: we got a neon demon out of it. <laughs> yeah, we got a neon demon out of it. I mean, well, maybe for just I would put it this way: uh, the traditional summer fair, if you will. Outside of like your uh, your Captain America's there, mm-hmm. 
what's really been like the kind of super standouty thing? I don't know. Uh, a bunch of stuff that most people didn't go see. That's true. Like uh, Neighbors Two is a standout for me. That was pretty good. Uh, Pop Star, pretty big standout for me. Made no fucking money. Um, yeah, that was that was that was a that was a shame nobody fucking saw that movie. That was a lot of fun. Conjuring Two. No. There's a lot of movies that I thought have been really good, but they're like the mid-level, mid-range movies that nobody's going to see for whatever reason. Uh, they're they're all flocking to like Finding Dory and uh, Secret Life of Pets. But Those are the big ones. Okay. It's like, well, I mean, you know, I mean, they're they are what they're. Gonna... I like Finding Dory, right? We we lo- both really liked that movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't get why Secret Life of Pets is as big as it is. It's pretty. I, it's, I do. It's, it's like, oh, this is the new thing. But BFG was pretty fucking great. Nobody yeah, saw it. Yeah, that's a damn shame people didn't see that because, I mean, like, as, again, that's one of those, hey, that's a good flick, people. I mean, just because it might look a little bit different than what you, you know, think you want to go see. Well, that's the thing. Uh, people know what Secret Life of Pets is going to be, right? That's true. Oh, yeah, we liked Minions. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I guess, man. We like Minions. We like Toy Story. We like these kinds of things. So we know that we're going to like this. So why venture out of that little box that we like so much? So, yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Oh, well. Yeah, long show, but we got yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we did We did a lot. Uh, we'll chat about Stranger Things early next week, and we'll get the other show knocked out as well. We'll bang it out. We'll talk to you guys next week. Later. <laughs>